All right, boys, episode 13. Got the Polish kid, fresh off a of track meet, joining us. Apparently. Hey. It's part I of the Jamaican bobsled team. Hey. Keep it fresh. <laughs> yeah, with this, with this weather, I'm trying to be in that Jamaican mindset. It was cold today. I'm wearing sweatpants. It was a little... A little chillier than yesterday. I lost the battle. You know, yeah, I lost the battle with the sun yesterday. We tore out the deck, and <laughs> oh, did you lose the same battle I did? Uh, it looks like I'm still wearing a cutoff, <laughs> except the sleeves are red now. Oh, see, I went, I went full tank top yesterday. My shoulders and neck are killing me. Yeah, my neck's bad. Top, top of my head got it. Oh. So today we've got sports starting up, hopefully soon. We've got some signings in football. We have the NCAA releasing some new rules, which we'll dig deep into. And Jordan is still a savage after episodes five <laughs> and six. So where do you guys want to start? Because I got some pages. First, first, rest in peace to Don Chula. I did hear that today, Don Chula died. He was like, I didn't realize he's that old, but. Yeah, he's been around for a while. What 30, 33 years in the NFL only lost two losing seasons. It's pretty incredible. It's not bad. Nope. I mean, while we're on the top topic of fun facts, two presidents have been impeached since the last time the Lions won their division. So we can start there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got nothing for that. Really, he was bored today. <laughs> did a little research it just kind of research on the lines records yeah so, it just kind of came across yeah someone tweeted it for no reason actually it might have been in a pat mcafee chat or something like that someone then i looked it up um so let's start with the uh start with the ncaa rules since we're here on top of my page so if you haven't heard ncaa they call it the uh nil name uh Name and likeness. It's basically you can make money off your your name, your identity, and your likeness, or whatever, your skills. So I'll just just a quick overview, uh, and just kind of start with California. California put put out legislation for the state of California that student athletes could profit from name, image, image. That's what the eyes for. Likeness. And the current Division One rule is you cannot promote or endorse. Uh, a commercial on a, or a product is a current rule. Okay. And there's been some obviously issues with this. Like people have done it or been accused of it and didn't get away with it. So the new rules say they, they can now do this and here's how they can get paid. They can do third party endorsements. They can promote a product or service on a TV or in radio and ads. They can do their own work or business, digital content, whether it be YouTube, streaming, ads, utilization of their, you know, talent, lessons, music, art. So, like, let's say they do, like, they're great at the guitar and they start doing guitar lessons. I don't just for example. That's how I took it. They could give guitar lessons. They could take money. And, they, and someone can't say, well, you only went to him because he was a popular athlete. Uh, they can do autographs and meet and greets. And there's also no cap on the earnings. Where there are restrictions still is you can't use the logos or trademarks from the school or conference you're in. The school cannot make payments on behalf. So you can't do uh, a meet and greet probably your school and the school pays you. So you can't, that can't be done. You can't exchange revenue or money there. 
Mm. And schools cannot arrange your meetings or endorsements for whatever you're doing. And then I also heard they cannot, like if you're a basketball player, you can't sign shoe deals. And there's still some gray areas to why. My theory is you can't sign shoe deal because school sign, right. you know, like Dukes with Nike. Yeah, You're not going to yep. sign a deal with, you know, you're going to Duke. So they're still going to own some of that. Nike pays a lot of money. So, so do they, I guess the first thing I think of with this whole situation is like jersey sales, for example. So let's say Trevor Lawrence, Clemson quarterback this fall, Clemson sells $100,000 worth of his jerseys. Can he now get a percentage of that because his name is on the back of it? I didn't read that today. I believe they can. But the question is there that you just brought up is what if Clemson sells them? Right. Like you go to the bookstore and you buy a Trevor Lawrence jersey. Can, are you as are, yeah. That's a great question. I mean, you know, when yeah. NIL that you just said with N name being the first one, yep. selling a jersey with his name on it, yeah. that's the first thing I think of. Well, and think about all the – even guys that start, linemen, they're not going to have jerseys in the in the stores. No. You know, so it's going to be those top four or five guys on the team. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're all not going to have the – Agreed. Chance. This is college. But that's yeah. I mean, you can make the same argument about all of that stuff. They're not going to go to a no-name offensive lineman to, you know, push Gatorade or something either. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't punish the guys like Trevor Lawrence because of that. Right. Yeah, because I even saw – I, <laughs> I, I even saw something, you know, could they bring back NCAA football for video games and things like that, but th those guys are that's make... I mean, the reason they got, they got rid of that was they never used right. name or likeness. You knew who it was. I remember yeah. playing yeah. March Madness 99 with Steve Francis. I knew it was Steve Francis, right. all right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, but they're not – I heard they're not going to bring it back. That sucks. The other, the other thing with that that would be difficult is one sale of the game has every college player in it. So then right. do you give every single college player a percentage of that? I, I don't see how everybody, that would work out. Everybody get, everybody get like a half a penny per – Yeah. <laughs> well, it would just have sale. to work the same way the NFL or MLB does. They, they, they buy rights to the licensing, basically. I don't know. There's some legalities there. Um, uh, they also said that the name image likeness cannot be disguised as a form of pay for play. So they thought of that, uh, other restrictions on marketing agents and financial advisors. So it, the big one to me that stands out is to me, this is them getting with the times. First of all, I'm going to put this out there. I've never been a big fan of the NCA. I think the NCA is one of the most two faced corrupt organizations in sports right next to the USGA. So the big one is the social media. They can do, you know, the TV ad, they can, they can do YouTube streaming. They can do, you know, if they advertise someone on Instagram, that's just today. That's how things work. And YouTube is extremely common with people. Right. And I mean, I have a great example here. We could, we could talk about it a little bit is there was a kid two years ago. He went to central Florida. The name is uh, Donald Della Hay. He goes by the YouTube name of Destroying. He was a kicker for Central Florida. I don't know if you guys heard the story. Yep. They basically approached him two years ago, the NCA, and said, delete your – he was starting to get big. He was growing. And they said, delete your YouTube channel or you're going to lose your – he was on scholarship. 
So he had to make the choice. And when he basically informed the NCAA, like, I don't want to delete my YouTube channel. I've put some effort into this creativity, um, setting myself up for a possible future. When I got out of college in a couple of years, they basically said, all right, well, you're not on a football team. They revoked his uh, scholarship, which in turn basically removed him from school and they booted him off campus within like 24 hours, like right. get your stuff and get out. And so he had, uh, yeah, lost his scholarship and got booted mid semester. And I mean, his scholarship covered room and board. So he was gone. Like he just like, Oh, I guess I'm out of here. And now he's actually gotten bigger and he's gotten bigger now, but I'm sure that he's looking back on this. Like, where was this two years ago? So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's actually a kid that I follow on YouTube that he had a, I think division two golf scholarship and his YouTube page had, at the time had probably like 75,000 subscribers or so. I'll take it. And at one, and they told him, Hey, if you still want to play golf, you have to get rid of your YouTube page. I'm trying to find it right now. So he, he chose not to go to college for golf. He just went to his local community college. And I think, I think he's at like 215,000 subscribers now and he's doing videos all over the place. I'm trying to, you got crazy, else, like go ahead and I'll find it. I mean, a YouTube channel is an example where you're, you're not taking money out of the NCAA's pocket by doing that. No, the Jersey sale example I gave, you could make the argument that you're taking a percentage away from them. Running your own YouTube channel doesn't take any money away from the NCAA. But to them, they feel like you're robbing them. Because you're making money. Yeah. That's it's a, that's where the NCA to me is just like it's yeah, a bullshit dumb. organization. It's dumb. And he's at two hundred thousand subscribers right now. That's and I'm just gonna jump to it real quick, but that's really similar to uh Luke uh Lucy Lee. Do you remember this a couple years ago, a year ago? Sixteen year old amateur golfer. Yeah. yeah. Did yep. the did the commercial for Apple. Yeah. And they said, Oh, you can't you can't do that for your because your likeness, so we're gonna remove your amateur status. And my rebuttal to that quickly was what about Steph Curry and Tony Romo? You allow them to play in tournaments on, you know, the Corn Ferry Tour or whatever, but they do commercials. They do commercials for Corona, sponsored by Under Armour or whoever. How's that any different? It's yeah, you're telling like, me Curry's not wearing Under Armour out. Exactly. As he's right. He's doing something that he's making money off his name or likeness. Yeah. But the difference there is she's probably still trying to go to college or something eventually. Steph Curry doesn't care about his amateur status. Right. Going but, back to college. But the USGA telling her, we're going to strip your amateur status where he plays in a tournament. They're like, well, you can still be an amateur because they're going to make money off that. They're going to get views they're going to get ticket sales. Yeah. So they, they, you know, turn the blind eye to it. So that's why that's the other reason I don't like the USGA. <clears throat> I like this rule. I don't know about you guys. I think it's great for the kids. I think it allows them, uh, to be creative if they want to do YouTube and they want to stream on the side. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I've, I personally think that the colleges don't really take care of their student athletes. I just don't. I mean, they have their perks. You know, if you go to a big school and you're, you got playing a great team. Yeah. They take, you know, it's good. Wasn't it Kemba Walker came out one year and said, I go to bed every night hungry when he was at UConn. I, I think those guys are all getting fed. They're, I start getting a hundred thousand dollar education if they go to class. That's the other issue with it, right? They're getting the education, but they're not. If they're not going to class, then that's their own fault. They're trying to, especially especially the kids that aren't gonna make it in professionally. 
you're basically, you're getting a free education to, you know, move on after college. And if you, if you choose not to go to class, then that's, that's your problem, right? So I, I agree with that, but here's where I disagree with it. That has always been the rebuttal that these kids, they, they shouldn't get paid to get an education. So I looked up some stats today, some numbers. I went with LSU and I went with Clemson. In-state tuition for Clemson for a semester is $11,950. Out-of-state is $28,627. Clemson, in-state is $15,374. Out-of-state is $37,128. That's for a semester. That is only for a semester. Last year, for the Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl, and National Championship, the NCAA paid back to colleges $549 million because they made money off the bowl games. They paid another $99 million to the teams playing in the 33 other bowl games. So or my rebuttal of that is, is a college could say, yeah, this is how much it costs. And someone could say, well, we don't need to pay you because you're, you're getting an education out of this. It's not a level playing field. The amount of money some of these colleges make off these kids is astronomical compared to, and for a season, they're there for a year. In some cases for basketball, you know, three years. So even if these kids turn around, you you say, okay, our education is worth this much, and you add it up for three years, and you turn around and look at the money they made off these kids, it's astronomical. It's crazy. That's why that's the only reason I don't agree with it. I understand that there's a value, there's an unspoken value to an education. There is because if you do, if you don't become a professional athlete and you go on, you play a sport, then yeah, that that education's got a lot of value. But in the short term, the amount of money compared to what that education costs. And that argument also makes the assumption that every student athlete is on a full scholarship too. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. They're definitely not. They're not. Right. Right. So think about how many kids playing for LSU or Clemson this year, yeah. like you said, are not on scholarship. Yeah. They're, you know, there's seniors on that team that when they're done, they're going to go on. They're going to be whatever in the business world. Yeah. They're all part of that team that made a lot of money for that school. That's my only, that's my only hang up with it is there's a lot of money changing hands for the NCAA to the colleges to make sure they're taken care of It's colleges, you know, yeah, they dump it back into facilities and stuff like that, but they're not spending that much money on facilities. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think obviously NCAA is definitely making money off them. And obviously it's a lot of bigger schools. I'll say, I, I think about Carol, obviously being a Carolina fan sponsored by Jordan. That basketball team, I remember a kid a couple of years ago after he graduated, took a picture of his closet and he had like 65 pairs of Jordans that he got from just his four years there. Yeah. You know, you know, they're getting, obviously they're getting the clothes and everything else and they're probably not wearing nothing but whatever is given to them. The bigger schools, obviously. Right. And you got to think about, you got to think about ourselves, students, you know, that are track and field, unless you're at, Oregon or you know those big schools you're not getting noticed by anything else and Oregon gets it because Nike's headquarters are right there right in town I, th- I think it'll be interesting how, how it all works out once it's it does it it doesn't go in effect this year right it's 2021 correct I actually think they still have to vote on it I think it's been okay, okay but it's got to go to like another step I think they've just kind of said they assumed it's going to get voted in it's kind of hard to argue at this point. I mean, and you just got to get with the get with the times. It'd be interesting if a couple. I don't. I say I don't. I say don't know all the legality behind it, but some of those kids that 
just graduated in the past five years. Are they going to try to go back and try to get money? I don't know. No, yeah, there's no way you can do that. They'll just I, I wouldn't tie, think tie so. it up in court yeah. for years. Yeah. So they wouldn't I mean, get anything out of it. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah I'm, I'm interested in how it all works out. So, do you want me to go savage mode like I told you I was going to? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So, I haven't really spoken about this openly. It's kind of hush hush. Just kind of never really talked about it. I played college golf here, as you both know, here locally. That golf team was started from an endowment from a, a family that was alumni of the college. They gave that college $300,000 and said, we'll give you the money. Half of it has to go towards starting a golf team. And that was the deal. Because we were supposed to be a club team only, but they said, okay, we're going to get this money. We're going to make sure you guys are actually part of you know, the NCAA. You're going to play in the sanctioned tournaments. We went to regionals, went to nationals. We did all that. So that money was part of a deal and it was kind of like a really quick, somebody got in con. We had a meeting with the president of the college. The president turned around to one of his friends who was alumni and said, yeah, I'll, I'll donate the money, but here's the deal. So we, we played one year. I could, I would, I probably still somewhere have the old emails and an old Yahoo account that went back and forth. There was, this was no fault of the coaches. Coaches argued tooth and nail for the kids, but the person in control of, the money and where it was going and allocated was the same person in charge of the softball team and the basketball team. And the, I think there was one of the volleyball team, all women's teams, same person that showed up when we were at tournaments. If they were two day tournaments were on the road, she was, she showed up at regionals and we had a different colored shirt on while we're in the same color, just not the one that they bought for us. They bought us one shirt. And when they showed up and we weren't wearing red, she threw a fit cornered our coach and kind of chewed him out and he said you bought him one shirt she's like well they only need one shirt they can get it washed and the rebuttal of that was well the softball team has five different uniforms and they did and then a couple years down the road i find out that all that money is dried up that money's gone and they said oh the golf team is no more because you're out of money and it's never been spoken about no, no one's ever addressed it no one's ever cornered this person or challenged where did that money go and to me, I mean, they, they really didn't, they didn't take care of us as student athletes. They didn't. We got screwed out of credits. You're supposed to get credits for playing, like actual like college credits. We never got it because she forgot to turn into papers. So we never got, they never filed the paperwork. We never got credit. Screwed kids over that transferred after that year. Still so supposed to supply, supply me personally would make sure I had enough golf balls when I went to nationals. That never happened. To this day, they've never they still they still owe me a dozen of pro we want, just so you both know. I'll never get it, but that never happened. And I never pursued it because I, I mean I, I knew I wasn't gonna be staying at the college. I'm like, this is it. I'm gonna go to nationals and I'm done playing golf here. I'm probably done with college. So I'm like, I don't care. A certain ball company, I won't mention names, Titleist, hooked me up with plenty of golf balls to make sure, I mean, more than I needed to go to nationals. And I didn't I mean, it was clearly a violation of NCAA rules, and I really don't care because was gone after that but the point is there's just there's a lot of money there and i feel like there's people at colleges that are corrupt where does this money go not just here locally but like what these big colleges like 549 million dollars yep where does it go yeah it's going into somebody's pockets right yeah that's more than enough money to you know going back to the numbers you said about lsu and clemson the football programs and whatnot bringing in those numbers 
that's enough money to not charge any students tuition. Yeah. If they're raking in hundreds of millions of dollars. Just from sports. Uh, yeah. That's probably just football. That's, yeah. Just football. Say, yeah, that's football. Yeah. So there's my anger. <laughs> I've just never <laughs> been a fan of the NCAA, and I just, I just feel like there's a lot of just shady shit that goes on. So, yeah. I digress. You guys want to move on? You got something to say? <laughs> All right. Sports starting back up. Hopefully. Well, we got more confirmed. Yeah, we got we got UFC this weekend. We do. UFC starting up and there's three fights this month. There's yeah. this weekend and there's two more the rest of the month. We have NASCAR May 17th. They're yep. starting up at Darlington. Yep. And there's actually gonna be seven races in May. There's gonna be between a total of seven races with Truck Cup and Xfinity series. So, excuse me. Bets are back on, boys. We're betting on racing. Sounds good. I got the bowl full of names over there, so it's back on. Oh, boy. <laughs> BJ Tour in June with no fans. And about 20 minutes before we went on air, breaking news. Baseball, June 10th, starting spring training two, July 1st opening day, and they're going to play at their home stadiums. That's what I read. That's confirmed. That's what I read, per my sources. No fans? Is that what you said? They didn't. They didn't say no fans. They just they're playing in home stadiums. So maybe we're on our way back. I need. I it. think they were. They were all. They were always going to play in their home stadiums, right? It was just the postseason they were mm. worried about, correct? No, oh, there was conversation. Oh, that's about, right. There was. That's right. There was a conversation about like Florida, Texas, Arizona, right? It was all Arizona, wasn't it? So, yeah. So that's what I have written down. So that's why I was wondering if that's confirmed or not, because the last. Most likely scenario from what I read on the athletic was that they were going to move everybody, all teams to the Phoenix area. And so the Phoenix area has the largest concentration, I guess, of spring training ballparks. So they've got, yeah, they have 10 spring training facilities, plus you have Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play. And then it said there were a couple other smaller minor league facilities there which it doesn't really matter if the facility is smaller because they were going to go with no fans anyways. So they had, well, that's 11 plus whatever minor league facilities were there um, where they could play. And they were basically going to move all the teams out there. And they said they had enough hotels in the Phoenix area to keep the teams quarantined and then basically start the season with everybody in the Phoenix area. This kid's yeah, just staring that, at his shoes the whole episode. You're wearing porn? You're watching porn? <laughs> Go look at my phone here. And I I'm heard to, uh, NBA, possibly the rumor is Disney World, Disneyland, Disney World. So I've seen, so we were talking before we came on that I was trying to do some research on these, you know, new startups or how to restart these seasons. And everything you searched came up with a different proposal. Yep. The one that I found most interesting, I guess, for the NBA was uh, the MGM. Uh, hotel group, whatever their formal name is out in Las Vegas, yep. was pitching the idea to have the NBA, have all teams go to Las Vegas. And this group owns, the main one was the Mandalay Bay, which I'll come back to in just a second, but they also own the Four Seasons, Delano Hotel, and the Luxor. Mandalay Bay alone has 4,700 rooms. Yep. And the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, obviously hooked to Mandalay Bay, has enough room to build 24 
basketball courts inside the convention center. Really? So their pitch was those four hotels, you can house the players, the coaches, the players' family, which was a big one because uh, baseball didn't was the opposite. They didn't it was just go. the players. They didn't want to go and leave their families, yeah. I heard. So Mandalay Bay would have room for players, players' family, all the team staff, and then the Luxor alone would be MGM employees that are there to cook food, uh, serve the players. And then that convention center with the 24 courts, uh, they would all be regulation enough to, hold, to have both games and practices there. There's also a compound in Vegas. There's a NBA holds a compound. I hate to do some summer league stuff there. Uh, a lot of guys who are either just drafted, non-drafted, they can get, right. they go out there yeah. and practice. Um, Sean did an internship there. Shout out Tayshawn, who watches our podcast religiously. So appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, they didn't mention that. I think the whole point of this was these. I, I didn't look up the, uh, you know, city block plan, but I believe all four of those are basically on one. They are obviously they're massive. They're one really city all block in Las Vegas. I would say everything's within like a quarter mile or a yeah. mile of each other. So yeah. I think the point of those four plus the convention center was that the players and their families, all these people would go there and basically would not be allowed to leave that, uh, that city block. And this obviously has hotels, restaurants, spas. They even said gambling was fine. The casinos would be open for all these people. It really, it's kind of a, a resort where once you go there, you might not even want to leave there. And I've been to Vegas. You've been to Vegas. Yeah. Have you ever been to Vegas? Nope. You can go to your hotel and you don't need to leave. Right. I stayed at the MGM Grand. That's right. Yeah, we could have spent the whole <laughs> – we were there for like four days. We could have spent the whole time at the MGM Grand. And eat a different restaurant and drink at a different yes. bar every night right in the MGM. Yes. Yeah. And there's plenty of ATMs it, to support that. You said the MGM proposed that, Russ? It's, I don't remember the exact name. It was like the MGM something or other group that owns. I, MGM I, is like a, it's like a been, company yeah, that owns multiple hotels. Yeah. They've been losing a ton of money. So yeah. Who is it in I'm Vegas not, right now? Well, right. I mean, I mean Vegas is... 95% of the business out there is tourism. So that was, that yeah. was mentioned in this article. Hotels, Obviously, casinos, and restaurants. Yeah, that tourism, is Vegas. Tour, tourism is not going on there. So if they could bring this in, yeah, that would help rejuvenate the economy yeah. there a little bit. Yeah. I'm curious what the players would think about that. So I'm guessing some of the, the travel is, is, is part of the experience, right? I'm guessing they want to play, but. Uh, it is, but if I'm in their shoes, I've also got no problem going and living in a Las Vegas hotel casino for a month or two. Especially when your paycheck's uh, getting chopped right now. Yeah, yeah. How much? How much? How much trouble does some of these guys get in? I wonder. I, I think it'd be less than you think because they got to stay. The there. city of Las Vegas is not really open, and, right? Yeah, and they would be required to stay here. I don't think that'd be as big of a problem as, like, let's say Dennis Rodman going to Las Vegas in the middle of the season <laughs> for eighty-four hours. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Uh, I know that was pitched by the MGM Group. I don't know how realistic it is, but in my research, it was the one that popped out as kind of most interesting to me. I'm yeah. curious how things are going to change as far as plans. Sounds like the NFL is releasing their schedule Thursday night at eight o'clock. They also released this before you see we got that? here. The other news, potentially with the NFL, I don't know how this helps. They said there's potential that the NFL will ban alcohol sales in the stadiums. For What's every, that? I don't. Some of these restrictions, I don't yeah. understand how yeah. it has anything to do they with said, helping situations. 
they said the reason was <clears throat> it'd be less crowded at the beer stand and less people trying to take a piss, but everybody's sitting next to each other in the stadium. So how does that change anything? I don't understand the point of it, but it was just, something that doesn't make I think sense. It was, yeah. I think it was Peter King that brought it up, but um, I, I listened to him today on McAfee show. That guy is dumber than a football bat. Oh, I can't stand him, but. He's a absolute moron. He was just, I mean, I don't want to get down this rabbit hole, but he's talking about how if, well, they should sign this player in the NFL because what if this player gets COVID in week 19 and he has to be quarantined? He's like, (laughs) shut up. Like, where did you come with this off the wall? Like, that's your theory? If the dog didn't stop to take a shit, he wouldn't have caught the rabbit, okay? We're going to live our life with if? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and scrape his yeah. ass. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and with the MLB, I I didn't I didn't think that the Arizona deal would ever work out just because it's so hot. I don't know how they would have played games in the in the middle of summer there. Diamondbacks so, do it all year round. That's true. Well, right, but that's one stadium. How are they going to house thirty teams? Playing that, I don't know. I don't know how they would have. Well, you know, how are they going to play so many games in a short span with only one? Right, that's the only covered stadium out there. Oh well, yeah, but right, they got other stadiums. They're just going to play it. Yeah, but yeah, either that or the you know MLB starts to fold. Yeah, the whole plan had at least those eleven ballparks. Got to keep in mind too that the more the more I realize. I mean, today's Monday, but I've already realized this. We live in New York State. Everybody else has gotten to the point where, like, screw it. Mm-hmm. We're just – we're doing it. Texas has done it. There's a few other states already doing it. They're opening back up. They got it. I mean, they're just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't – I'm going to be homeless. Yeah. I got employees that are, you know, counting on me. I'm, they're going to be – they're going to be homeless. They can't pay their bills. And, yeah. Um, so, I think you're going to start to see that, too. I mean, as, as big as all of these sports organizations are, the NBA, the NHL, all of them, they're all hurting for money. Like we were talking about, I didn't realize this. Someone brought it up to you and I is, you know, ticket sales. I mean, most sports probably make more money on TV, TV views and advertising for their sport. But well, you and I, I didn't realize this. Maybe you did. Maybe I'm just playing. I'm just dumb and naive, but ticket sales are shared as part of like the luxury tax or profit sharing throughout the league right. in the NFL. Right. But what isn't is luxury boxes that go straight into the owner's pocket and the team's pocket. So the teams are going to lose a boatload of money because all those, you know, you know, they pay unbelievable amounts for those. Most of them are owned by corporations that just pay the, yeah, yeah. pay the fee and they own the box. One, you know, when you think about, it just clicked in my head, but if you go, you know, say the NBA did this, you know, quarantine village in Las Vegas or the ML or major league baseball went to Arizona. Now each, each team now has how many hundreds or thousands of employees that work in their stadium, concessions, ticket sales, uh, merchandise shops that are no longer working. I mean, that, that sucks. Well, you think about it too. In some of these cities, it's like, like college towns. Mm-hmm. Some of these cities, the sporting, the amount of people they employ for these sporting teams yeah. is probably huge to their economy, the people yeah. that work for them. You know, yeah. Some of these people have worked, you know, you see stories, they worked yeah. 40 years as an usher in the same yeah. section of the baseball stadium. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. What about that guy? That's how he feeds yeah. his family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even with even if they went to I was thinking into the fall with football, if they said, Hey, no fans, think about how many people 
behind the scenes, just operations wise to make everything happen every week for NFL or NCAA football games, whatever that is. There's a lot of people that, yeah. don't need, you know, are you, are you going to play stuff on the Jumbotron with no fans there? I don't know. You may play, you may play a replay or something. So the can't afford to can see it, but electric bill will get high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't afford it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what they'll do. I think you're going to start. I mean, we're talking, we're, we're like seven, eight weeks right now. Uh-huh. I think you're going to start seeing people are like, <clears throat> yeah, not doing it, man. Yeah. Someone's going to just like when sports shut down, someone's going to pull the trigger and say, we're doing it. And then the rest of the sports will follow suit. Yeah. You might see after this weekend with the UFC. Yeah. They're going to find out how much money the UFC made. I mean, look at the NFL draft it was the most viewed draft ever. And it was remote. Right. Because there's nothing else going on. Yeah. You know how much money Dana White's going to make this weekend on pay-per-view buys? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, none. It's free on ESPN. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought that's page. what I read. Not on pay-per-view. Oh, boy. So, still going to make money. Yeah. It's, I mean, you can still track the viewership. It might be even the most viewed UFC card in the last 10 years. Yeah. If I shouldn't say if he's smart because he's a genius business-wise, but if he was smart, it probably would be on pay-per-view for that reason you just mentioned. I love it. My favorite Dana White story is the fact that he owns a pool in a community in Vegas. He's not allowed to have a pool, but he just pays the fine every month. <laughs> I like that. So, yep. the, uh, one more uh, research in the NHL. So I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really get in. They haven't really laid out a solid plan for how they're returning yet. They also seem the most willing to let this current season go into the fall and start next season later, much, much later than usual. Like so, December, right? Yeah. They, yeah. So they've talked about like if they had to do a training camp in late November and start around the new year, they're okay with that. So we might almost see a permanent shift in the NHL schedule uh, as far as the calendar year goes. So I don't have a solid plan for what they're thinking about, but the one bit of news that came out of the NHL today, they had the, uh, well, not ownership meetings, because they include GMs. I forget the term, but they had a meeting at 3 o'clock today with the commissioner to talk about the draft. So typically, the NHL season, the Stanley Cup's usually awarded like early June, yeah, late May, early June. And then the draft is always like the last weekend of June, which is based on season standings. And then they have a lottery system that's been in place for non-playoff teams since uh, 2012 when they had their last lockout. Sounds like this is going to be interesting. Sounds like the NHL is strongly considering still holding the draft in the end of June. So you would have a draft occurring before the completion of a season. Do they, will they, will they do everybody in the lottery or as the standings are? So they're going to go, I, I believe they're going to take the current. Not the traditional standings. It'll be standings based on percentage of points gained because you have teams that have played a different number of games. Yep. And you can earn two points for a win, three points for a regulation win, one point for a regular or an overtime loss, three points for an overtime win, excuse me. So based on the number of games, they would just go, how many points could you have earned? How many points have you earned? And do the standings that way. Come up with your playoff teams. And then all non-playoff teams would go into the lottery. 
However, the current lottery system, if you're not in the playoffs, so let's say you're in 12th, 12th worst position, you could, in theory, win the lottery and have the first overall pick. Kind of like the NBA. Right. Okay. Prior to 2012, and this, is sound, this sounds like what they're going to do, prior to 2012, if you won the lottery, you could move up no more than four places. So if you were, again, in that same position, you were supposed to draft 12th overall, you won the lottery, you would move up to eighth. Okay. So sounds like that's what they're leaning towards. The other, the other thought was, so the last lockout that canceled the season was uh, prior to 04. And that was Crosby's year, so the year Sidney Crosby was drafted. So that year prior, there was no season. So they did throw all, all the teams into the lottery and anybody could win. Oh, that'd be sweet. So that's why the, the Penguins, the year prior, didn't have a horrible season. I don't know if they made the playoffs, but they, they weren't horrible. They won the lottery to get Crosby even though they shouldn't have had the first, first overall pick. So that was the, the big thing coming out of that lockout was who's going to win the Crosby, Sidney Crosby sweepstakes right. because it wasn't based on standings. Was there a cold envelope like the Patrick Ewing draft for the Knicks? Probably, yeah. You ever heard that story? No. They put the envelope. No. Oh, they, really? they claimed the draft was rigged. They put the envelope in a freezer, and it was cold. <laughs> so when the guy reached in, he knew which one was the next, and he pulled it out oh, so that he would go to New York. Wow. No, I had to. <laughs> so – Sounds like the NHL is going to make a couple announcements this week, one of which was going to be about the draft, and then I think they're going to start to hint towards how they're going to return. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, that's going to be real interesting to me if you have a draft prior to the completion of a season. That'd be weird because it's I mean, typically based on standings. Yeah, and I well, I think the I would say I think all these sports are going to have to right. I don't think the NBA is going to wait till you know November next year to host to have their draft. I assume they'll try to have it like normal in July or whenever they have it. Yeah, yeah probably. Live stream the draft, by the way. See you there. So <laughs> the other thing I heard was NHL players, there was a ton of them that said, we're ready to go. Let's do this. Let's just play. Yeah. Like whatever we got to do, like we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. I mean, they look like they're ready to play on yeah. pond somewhere. I mean. So this just popped into my head again, too. Uh, this was more so pertaining to the Major League Baseball, not the NHL, but the NHL also has a ton of foreign players. We see the NBA. I think that's very – stop listening to me, Siri. Yeah. Wow, that's great. <laughs> um, Big Brother's listening to Russ. <laughs> I don't know what she the percentage – She of, wants to know what's up. Percentage of international players are in the NBA, but it's got to be substantially lower than the NHL and Major League Baseball. Yeah. So they're saying so. baseball specifically, if they're trying to get going soon, that could be a major hurdle is getting their international players back into the country. Right. You know, well, and then they tell, I thought they told NHL, I thought I saw something they told NHL players like two weeks ago that were overseas. Hey, start trying to come back if you can. Yeah, they, they may have, I don't know exactly, but there's gotta so, be some hurdles with that right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't, Obviously, the NHL said, yeah, go, you know, you can go home if you want. Just knowing when they sent them back, knowing that there was – who knows if you were going to get back at all. I don't know why you would have went over. And obviously, if your family's over there, I understand. But at the same time, you, you may not get back this season. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could – 
I don't think you could restart the season if each team was missing 10% of their active mm-hmm. roster either. Though. That's what I was thinking. I assume, obviously, Canada, U.S., I mean, yeah, it's got to be, what, five, probably about five, five to six players a team average that aren't U.S. or Canadian, I would guess. Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be a bigger problem in the NHL. Though. I mean, a lot of these guys far more than, yeah. Than I mean, there's sport. a lot of Russian players, Sweden. Yeah. There's Finland. Even Canada. Yeah. 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 At least that, you know, you run into the same maybe visa issues, but at least you could drive your car from Canada. I don't e- I don't even know trying to get an airplane these days, how doable that is, especially an international flight. I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah I, I don't Tony Ferguson was on a flight today, headed to wherever to fight. I saw the one. They, uh, I went to the doctor today and they were like, have you been out of the country in the last month? I was like, how, how would I get out of the country? I assume I can't go anywhere. Yeah. It's same thing. I called to get into the chiropractor today. And yeah. Have you been exposing anybody with COVID in the last two weeks? I said, I've been in my house for the last seven. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sir. We'll see you tonight. <laughs> mm. That's all I have. I'm pumped. I want sports to come back. But NASCAR. NASCAR May 17th. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's happening. That is happening. At least NASCAR, you know, the first two that we have confirmed, NASCAR and the PGA Tour that you mentioned, May 7th, May 17th, and then June 11th for the PGA. Those are the two sports that I think are least impacted by being in front of no fans. Yeah. I thought the PGA Tour should have came back a long time ago, if not shut down at all. Yeah, I agree with that. You're outside. Without fans. You're outside. Yeah. So. Yeah, even if they went – full-blown no fans and didn't affect the schedule at all i don't think it would have had it right i think they would have been fine yeah so I, you know I, playing in front of an nhl arena that's empty i'm sure it's the same for all sports basketball football but you know we've gone to a lot of hockey games i've probably gone to 100 150 games up in buffalo and the thought of playing in that arena with zero fans without the atmosphere weird. it's got to be so weird yeah. echo yeah yeah i was just saying the echo off just Think about like a baseball. The sound of that, if no one's in that stadium, what that sounds like, it'll be, it'll just be weird. I well, didn't the, the Orioles played a game without fans a couple of years ago, right? When the shootings were happening down there, I think. Yeah. And they, the, the fans said, or the players said it was just weird because you could I just think, hear everything. Yeah. I think, uh, Sorry, Dad, for this comment because he's a big Orioles fan, but I'm pretty sure they played a lot of a lot of games in front of empty stadiums the last couple. Yeah, of Ross, years. I think there actually was supposed to be fans there, and none of them showed up. <laughs> oh, going to, same thing with the Marlins, right down in Florida. Yeah, right, yeah. They played some games in front of hundreds of fans, not yeah. thousands. Yeah. <laughs> Can't, one year the Rays made the playoffs; they gave away playoff tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about football, and then let's talk about Jordan. But first, the ginger Tarzan got signed, Andy Dalton. Who did? He's gone his way to Dallas. That was uh, breaking news while we were on Zoom with Marcus and yeah. his band of friends the other day. One year, $7 million, $3 million guaranteed. Yeah, so. Not a complete surprise. He currently lives in Dallas, and he's from that area and went to TCU. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, carry on. I was going to say, you and I were – Again, on a Zoom call, when I read that, and I read it to you, and I think our reaction was the same. With the, even though Dallas has a ton of money, Jerry Jones and whatnot, those are not numbers you sign a backup quarterback. Yeah, for. that was your quote was, "This money doesn't scream backup." Right. Yeah. It's, and it's either you're going to play or you're going to force Dak to make a decision. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. Say, 
Are they expecting Dak to hold out? I I say so. Yeah. So Dallas can pull that franchise tag off the table in July. I think right. July fifteenth is the deadline. They can pull that, rescind that. Okay. So, I mean, I know it feels like forever ago. Whatever episode two or three, we talked about Dak and how you know a rumor was he wanted like forty million, and I don't know what the realistic number is he's asking for currently, but it's right around there, thirty-eight to forty. He's he's seriously asking for that still. I think that's what it's God. right around there. Franchise tags thirty three. Oh, that's insane. So he's playing hardball so, over a couple million dollars. Yeah. How do you? That takes a set of balls to not sign a franchise tag for. I get it for like million. if they say, "Hey, we'll give you five hundred thousand," you're like, "No, I want two more million." Right. But when you're going to make thirty three million, guarantee, you're like, you know, that's I need crazy. two more. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah. knowing that he's asking for close to, we'll just say forty. He's asking for 40. They just signed Andy Dalton for seven. For one year. For one year. The Cowboys have got to be very confident going at least one season with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. So they're probably saying, okay, Dak, you want to hold out over the over seven million, the difference between 40 and 33, then go yeah. ahead. Go ahead and do it. We'll take your seven million paying on the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. I, I just like I said, those those are not backup quarterback numbers. They, Dallas is thinking there's a good chance Andy Dalton's going to be their starter. My opinion. So I'm not a Cowboys fan. Yeah. By any means. I definitely am not. Bills either. fan. So Jordan Poyer. So <laughs> I did some research today on deck because I've never been a, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I don't hate them. I don't have any particular reason right. to hate them. Yeah. So I looked up some information because I always said Dak's not, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to do Brady stuff. Yep. You know, he's not Manning. But if Dak Prescott was a free agent tomorrow, yeah, he'd be signed quicker than Cam Newton. So, yeah, just quick interjection and I'll let you get back. Yeah, my little rant there was nothing against Dak. I think he's a good, solid quarterback. It's 100% against the fact that he's asking for $40 million. Right. And I don't know what it is about everybody that says, Dak sucks. You know, we were playing golf the other day, and Ricky's like, Dak's terrible. I'm like, come on, dude, no, he's not. Okay, Dallas is the number one ranked offense in the league last year. You don't do that with a shitty quarterback. You just right. don't. It's impossible to do. Yep. So, first, here's my first stab and throw you guys. I'm going to tell you the quarterbacks that were drafted the same year as Dak prior to him. Okay. Okay, there was eight quarterbacks. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and then it gets frisky. Frisky, huh? Paxton Lynch. Christian Hackenberg, who got drafted by the Jets, who the Jets, Jets have now signed another quarterback. Jacoby Brissett, Cody Kessler, and Connor Cook, who was signed by the Raiders, drafted by the Raiders, but is now the Raiders obviously don't need him. They got two starters. Yeah. So those are eight quarterbacks. They got two backups. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, you're starting. <laughs> letting you know now. So then I looked into Dak's stats over his – he's been in the league four years now. He hasn't missed a game. He's 64 games played. He's got a 40-24 record. His worst year was last year. They went 8-8. Eight eight. He's 66% completion. He has 97 throwing touchdowns, 36 interceptions, 15,778 yards. He also has around 1,200 yards rushing, 21 touchdowns rushing, and that makes a total of like 118 total touchdowns. First four years in the league, because he's been in the league four years. 
Okay. So 64 games, and he's accounted for almost 120 touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. So you need some comparison because I did that too. Sure, bring it on. All right. So he's buzzing. He's still watching porn. I'll, I'll read off these stats yeah, for you. Staring at the top of that head this episode. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to look up Mississippi State record. He's, well, Dak he's was fact there. checking you. Yeah. I, I don't no, care. Not, no, no fact checks. <laughs> Tom Brady in his first four years. He didn't really play in his first year. So his first full four years. Yes, starter. Yep. 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 13,919 yards. He threw for 52 interceptions as opposed to Dak's 36 and had 69 total touchdowns his first four years. Cam Newton's first four years threw for 14,951 yards, 54 interceptions, 33 rushing touchdowns, 82 passing touchdowns for 115 touchdowns. Okay. Dak's numbers to the credit of just those two guys are, yeah. And not uh, granted, Dak doesn't have the resume that Brady does. He hasn't been in the league longer. Brady's clearly successful. He's got rings. Yep. The point to that, the comparison was just to give me an idea of his numbers with some others who are that good or were great yep. their first four years. Yeah. And I think Dallas needs to give him a chance. Dallas had the ninth-ranked defense in the league last year, which was a lot higher than I anticipated because I felt like having the number one offense, Dallas just did not close out games last year. They should have won. Also contributed to really poor coaching. They have a new coach. So why don't we give Dak a chance with a new coach to see what he does? Just saying. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we talked about it the other day. I mean, if, if Dak were a free agent right now, you'd have at least two dozen teams that were strongly evaluating their quarterback situation and whether they not, whether or not they thought Dak was better than what they have. Correct. So. The only team that doesn't want a quarterback right now is Jacksonville because I think they're tanking. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, yeah. they would have – so the rumor I heard was Andy, if Andy Dalton doesn't sign by the end of the week with Jacksonville, they're guaranteed to be tanking because the reason he got drafted by Cincinnati was because of Jay Gruden, who I believe is now in Jacksonville. So they said the fit was there. Jay Gruden loves the guy. He's a free agent. They released him. And Jacksonville has showed zero interest in Cam, who's still out there. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky just got released. Yeah. So he's out there now. They said he was actually hurt last year. I heard that. But he yeah. played through it, so. Assuming Cam is healthy, which I believe he is. He's been posting videos. He looks great. He said he's in the best shape. If you have a team like Jacksonville that's not putting in – serious consideration for cam depending on what money he's looking for you have to automatically assume they're just trying to tank right and the other assumption with dalton is lives in dallas went to tcu i'm gonna collect a few million dollars i'm gonna hang out here the quarter you know the quarterback market right now is kind of flooded and i'm gonna let it sort itself out i'll figure it out next year no no state income tax right russ in texas <laughs> that's right I don't know about Texas. I know in Florida. And yeah, definitely Florida. I, I wouldn't have known about Texas. Yeah, I don't know Tex about Texas. Texas is as well. Oh. You get a free longhorn steer when you sign there? You just yeah. get a whole herd of cattle and a fence. Okay. Also a cowboy That's hat. That's fair enough. <laughs> Actually, you get a choice, cowboy hat or boots. <laughs> you got to go with that. Or, yeah. or buckle. What if you want that buckle? It's true, too. <laughs> so, Dalton signed for seven seven million three guaranteed. Does that guarantee only kick in if, like, they signed Dak and then decided to cut Dalton. 
I have no idea. That that seven's got to include, or the other four million's got to be incentives when he's if he plays. Yeah, that's true. When I think of guaranteed money, I think of guys that sign sign longer term deals, and it's kind of like injury protection. So I find it interesting to see that big of a difference on a one year deal, but. Yeah, I, didn't think, I guess it could be incentive-based. Yeah, yeah, I'm, got, yeah, I'm guessing some of that's, you know, if you play nine, ten games, you know, whatever that is throughout the season. So I did, I did look up um, 23 teams pay their backup quarterback less than $2 million. Right. So that confirms my instincts. It's not Andy backup. Dalton was not signed to backup <laughs> numbers. So You trying to take Robbie's job? <laughs> Try him. Yeah, get Robbie. By the way, this so he's got. Uh, what are you drinking right now? Uh, Diet Mountain Dew. So he had he had a beer. Then I think he I had like a DP or a he's Coke. Got, and now he's good. got a Diet Mountain Dew. I was gonna say I know him well enough to know that there's five <laughs> drinks within reach. I got three. I should have grabbed another beer. Went down too quick. Good. Well, I got more here if you'd show up to you know the podcast in house. Blue light. If you want to send some beer, I'll here, take some. You can have my orange. You you could easily be to your refrigerator and back. And, 12 seconds. That's true. I could. Probably in your mini fridge. It's seven feet away. <laughs> so, would you rather have, if you're, if you're the Cowboys, if you're Mike McCarthy, their new coach, well, I guess he probably doesn't give a shit about money, but. No, he doesn't. Would you rather have Andy Dalton starting for you for $7 million or Dak for 35 Dalton. Dak. If you care about money. Well, yeah, if you care about money. Assuming you Dak, care about the money. Then probably say you, Dalton. I mean, say you're Jerry Jones, right? You want the ring, but you also have got to consider the budget. Dude, he, he did the draft from his yacht. I don't think he's worried about money. Touche. Well, <laughs> or is he? Dak's not signed. Yeah. That's true. I, I, I mean, mean in, in a small defense of Dak's, I don't want to say small, but his brother did die. So they say they might be holding up him responding to some of this but yeah i mean i i hear that but it could have been resolved issue, before we, that we've been talking about this issue for like three or four months now could have been resolved prior to this prior to his brother and all that yeah yeah well i think the issue right is and i think we went through this in episode two or three whatever we talked about it was what he wants top quarterback money in the league and he's not He's probably not top five in the league, for sure. He fits in very well with that system. He's got a great offensive line. So did Brady. Weapons. Fit in well with the system. That's yeah. that's half the battle, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fit in the system. But if Jerry says, "Hey, you're you're the eighth best quarterback in the NFL, and I'm going to give you 25," because I assume if he asks for 25, he's signed already. Yeah, but he can make 33 if he just signs the franchise tag. Well, that's true. But it's one year, right? He's he then he's risking getting hurt and then not signing a free agency. My guess is though, if Jerry Jones loved Jason Garrett, he's got the biggest heart on in the world for Dak Prescott <laughs> because Garrett was just he was not a good coach. I mean, he had great players, great talent. You you went eight and eight last year with that lineup. Yeah, yeah, and the number one offense. Right, and you're not I mean, closing out games. I mean, at that level, when you get to that level in professional sports, it's coaching. It's, you know, yeah. I've, I've never been a fan of teams that said, we're going to fire the coach. I've never been, you know, they just blame the coach, you know, especially in like baseball. Because at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want in baseball. 
If that guy get up there and can't hit a fastball or a curveball, how's that yeah. your fault as a coach? Yeah. Yeah. You can only put them in the right position to be successful. If they can't do that, that's on them. Yeah. But when it comes to football, there comes, you know, clock manager, stuff like that. It's, to me, it's a little bit different. And if you can't win with that lineup he had, it's coaching. And it was just – they needed a change. And I think part of the change needed was he just wasn't getting a response from the players. It got stale. They yeah. just didn't have a lot of faith in him. You got to bring in something new. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, most teams – most teams would kill to have that. You know, when you think about the three-headed monster of Dak, uh, Zeke Elliott, and Mari Cooper. I mean, when you, you look at the average of where they – however you want to rank them at their position throughout the league, most teams would love to start their team with those three players. Right. So, yeah. To, yeah. I mean, I think about if he was out there available. Okay, let's, I'm going to take Miami. Yeah, he just drafted Tua. Doesn't mean you have to play him. What if Dak Prescott openly says, I want to play in Miami? Right. Yeah. Well, we're all Bills fans. If Dak was a free agent, said, "Hey, I love, I'd love to go to Buffalo." You got to at least evaluate it. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like you said, there's only got to be a handful of teams that wouldn't evaluate it. Right. And even obviously, what Kyle mentioned with Goff and Wentz, those two teams would certainly take him in a heartbeat. I mean, I mean, yeah. Goff is he? He lived up to the hype for about a year. And then he fell on his ass when he got, you know, in the playoffs. Yeah. And then you have Wentz. I'm just, I'm not sold on Wentz. I don't understand why people still, like, hold him on his pedestal. The guy had one good year, got hurt, and your backup won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And your backup I, hasn't done a damn thing since, and he's currently sitting in Chicago, assuming yeah. he's going to start. I mean, we talked about potential using special special packages, but I don't think Philly's sold on him either. They wouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts in exactly. the second round. Exactly. Yeah. And he's just so. he's just he's injury prone. Yeah. Bottom line. He is. Yep. He's just he's that to me, he's that close to being Andrew Luck. I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's tough for us to understand, you know, the three of us sitting here when you got a franchise tag in front of you for thirty three million dollars. How you can turn that down, but I'm signing it. Yeah, I am. I mean, and there's to me, there's value in that. If you if you just, I the franchise tag needs to be reevaluated. I don't think they should be able to use it on the same player multiple years. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that whole process at all. Right, but if it's my option, out of just a business sense and being a player, I'm signing it, just because I'm you know I'm looking like, hey, he's easy to work with on a business side. I mean, at that level, it's a business. So when your days are up in Dallas and you move on? Yeah. If he if you sign a franchise tag, let's say Dak signed that one year thirty three million, then you're a free agent next year. Is there a minimum a team can sign you based on that franchise tag number? I think it's just whatever the franchise tag yeah. value is for the position, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The franchise tag has nothing to do with what you can sign for later on. Okay. So if he but, signed that thirty three million, had a bad year went to free agency, somebody could still sign him for like three years, 10 million per. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, and, right. So, and that, and that's, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if that happened and you had a shitty year, worst case, you still might make $60 million over the next and four the, years. Isn't the franchise tag guaranteed money? Um, I don't know about that. I thought it was guaranteed because if you were franchise tag, that was part of like the trade-off. It was guaranteed money. Yeah. I'm not sure about and, that. I, and it makes to sense. me, yeah, and my mindset is if a guy signs that franchise tag, that tells me he's probably got a chip on his shoulder. Like, hey, they don't trust me. I'm going to go out and prove it again one more year that I've got it. 
And, and right. does Dak think he's he now? He just looks like he's entitled to that money, and he's not going to try to earn it. You know, if, if right. they offered you thirty-three million dollars, sign it and prove to them that they should have signed you long-term last year. And if they yeah. don't, prove yourself to go someplace else. Correct. You're playing for your job. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you sign, if you're specifically in this case, if you're Dak, you sign the franchise tag, thirty-three million, and then. You go out and have a, a fourteen and two season, and after that they still refuse to sign you for forty. Then, hey, I'll see you later. You got. I would look at it as if you're unhappy with it, they franchise tagged you for that much. I'd still sign it, like you said, go out and try to prove it. And then at the end of the year, you hold the leverage. Yeah, yeah. You hold all leverage in the world. Either that Dallas could re-sign him, or he could say, you know what, I got these guys over here talking to me. They offered me this, and you've got. Con- Total control of the negotiations. And he just got another weapon on offense in the draft with Lamb. So, I don't yeah. know how you <laughs> – I mean – Yeah, I, like we said, none of us are Cowboys fans, but I don't know how you wouldn't want to go be the quarterback for that offense. I really don't. Especially just, just endorsements. You're one yeah. of the big – I mean, you're oh. literally the biggest market in football probably. Yeah, probably in sports, arguably. I mean I, – yeah. I'd, I'd sign it. That's yep. just me. All right, let's move on to Jordan, man. Episodes five and six last night. Did you guys get your Adidas Jordans or your Converse Jordans? So I no, no, I did not. I, so I don't own a single pair of Jordans. I think most of them are friggin' ugly. If I'm being honest with you, but you didn't like my shoes after the, after I don't recall exactly which ones yours were. After that episode, I did search some uh, original Air Jordan ones. There's some pretty sweet uh, colorways on those. They got like a light graphite gray one that looks pretty sick they have remade and retro the retros at this point and i can attest to that because i wore a set of the retros in high school for basketball i were was your, just were your feet bleeding too no they were not i didn't wear the ones <laughs> but i just i couldn't believe like okay commerce is not regretting it because i think jordan made the savage move and i just picture him in the background with phil knight like hey phil Remember those assholes that didn't sign us? Let's buy them. Because Nike owns Converse now. Okay. Right. So, yeah, that kind of panned out for – I mean, that and Converse wasn't a big company. But the Adidas thing where he was like – he wanted to be with Adidas. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, we just, you know, we don't want you. Yeah. yeah. And then Nike – they said Nike offered him – what they say, like 250000 250, yeah. And a normal contract at that time for shoe deal was like hundred grand. And then they were hoping to sell, was it 3 million shoes? 3 million in four years. They and sold 120 million or something like that in the first yeah. year. First year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I read today that last Q4 of 2019, the Jordan brand had their first billion-dollar quarter sales. <laughs> I mean, think about how much I was, I was wanting to buy them, but the Jordan golf shoes, they were these good – golf shoes last year right and now yeah now they've got i don't know seven or eight different pairs already yeah they've kind of signed um uh harold varner is kind of the face of yeah jordan golf yep. keegan bradley's up, been wearing them for a while i think too. yeah i was trying to look up the percentage i can't see it but the thing they didn't talk about which i'm sure you guys are aware but at some point when he signed he, he being michael jordan signed that contract with nike you know, most players would sign a deal that's like 10 years, you're going to pay me this much in those 10 years of your or percentage of your yeah. sales. 
he set that up, he or his agent set it up so that he got a certain percentage of sales on Jordan apparel for the lifetime of Jordan apparel. Right. Yeah. And that was he's even till today when he's got nothing to do with it anymore, he's not playing. Say they sell 1 billion billion with a B billion dollars worth of Jordan apparel. Michael Jordan is still getting like 10% of that. Or something. He's worth $2 billion. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably got a billion in his bank account. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, well, right, and that was one of his agent's requirements, right? Adidas didn't want to give him a shoe line. They didn't. So he said. How they work out for him in the long term. Yeah, exactly. How, how much different would shoe, shoes be now if, I don't know if it would be or not, but how much different would it be if Jordan signs with Adidas? Converse weapons. <laughs> you kid. We got bird magic. We don't need you. All right, I'm going to sell a billion dollars worth of shoes. Speaking of those two, how was that trash talking during the Olympic practice between the three of them? So I've heard the story before, and I think I might have watched a video in the past about this particular practice, how Jordan and Magic were just going neck and neck. And the rumor was there was some – I read it, I think, if I remember this correctly, I read it as there was some issues with the fact of they didn't think they were playing as well as they should have been. And then they got in the gym that day and they, they shut the media out. Yeah. Shut the doors. And so, you know, they played that day and somebody got it on camera and I'm thank God they did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's how the story goes of we shouldn't have pissed off Jordan in that practice. And then I heard a story today where they asked Brooks Koepka, have you ever played golf with Jordan? And he said, yeah, I played with him one time, a few times, but I was playing with him one time. I had him one down going into 17. And he said, we've been jawing all day. And he said, I finally said to him on 17, we had like a 40-yard walk to the tee. He said, I looked at him and said, I got you right where I want you. And he says, no, you don't. It's the fourth quarter. I never lose. He goes, no, 18. That's awesome. But the yeah. big thing, uh, they did do Dream Team. And we talked about this last week. And I called out Max Kellerman, who you are a, you're a douchebag, Kellerman. I called out Kellerman that day. He said there was never a conversation with Jordan about Isaiah Thomas playing on that team with the IOC or the, whoever the director was. Okay. There was maybe the word Isaiah Thomas didn't leave Jordan's mouth, but they knew exactly, exactly who he was. When he said, who's playing, they knew exactly who he was talking about. And if you don't think Jordan was the reason that Thomas didn't make that team, right you're higher than two hippies in a helicopter because <laughs> he is the reason. And Kellerman's theory was, well, Stockton was a better player. Again, smoking some hashish because you're an idiot. Stockton was a great player. Don't get me wrong. Thomas was a better player. Yeah. Yeah. He was 100% the reason that guy was not on that team. And he still hates that guy to this day. I love it. I absolutely love it. And hey, I got to go to the, the star of those episodes last night. Well, one of the episodes, John Michael Wozniak, yep. the security guard playing quarters. By the way, he died in January, I read. Yeah, yeah he nice did. I, I did see that. Give, yeah. give, him the, give him the shrug. He did. <laughs> that was, that so was, apparently the guy was, uh, he was a cop in Chicago. <laughs> Jordan was friends with a couple of cops. And they kind of, he, when he started getting big, needed a security team. So not this guy just didn't work United Center work security. He yeah. was Jordan security. He traveled with him everywhere, out of state, 
out of the country. He would go with him on his family vacations. He's like, I've been to Paris with him. Hmm. The guy died back in January, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was that, – that, I watched that clip probably like five or six times again today just laughing at it because it's so funny. But I don't know if it's a blonde mullet. That, no, I, I don't know. I thought he was, was, was a judge at first. He had that. Yeah, really. oh, that's real hair. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan earned $145 million in 2019 thanks to the Jordan brand. That number first topped $100 million in 2015 and has only gone up since then. So he's made over half a billion dollars in the last five years off the Jordan brand. And he made another quarter billion gambling on a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes you, that shows how much Nike's making off the Jordan brand. Right. Cause this is, I, I don't, I wish I could find the percentage. I'm guessing that's only 10 or 20% of the, the actual oh, sales. That's all I'm guessing that percentage is gone. Cause I'm guessing when he initially signed, it was probably, you know, two or 3%. Right. Probably less than five percent initially. It's probably gone up since then. I mean, can negotiate that with how much it is. Yeah, the picture of him standing under the billboard, like looking up. Yeah, of him. Yeah, that's got to be a weird feeling. But I get. I mean, I can only imagine like this: the the mobs of people, and it literally showed him on the elevator. The elevator, ding. He steps <laughs> off, and there's just a, you, you just went from being alone to like hundreds of people. Just everybody wants a piece of you and wants to talk to you. Yeah, I know. You know, a lot of people argue that, you know, you signed up for that kind of stuff. Not, not to that extent. There's did. people that take it too far. Yeah, I mean, like you say, just going from the elevator and the hotel to your bus, which was probably a two to 300 foot walk and there were 500 people there yeah it's one thing if an athlete's like at a grocery store you know and three people come up and ask him for an autograph to me that falls in the category of you signed up for that but to have to yeah. you, you can't even walk from your hotel room to the bus without you know you can't walk five feet without bumping into somebody like that's that's just absurd so well, yeah. even, even that even that clip they showed to them in the training room drinking beers after the game and then He's like, oh, I got to go do media. He could barely get out of the door. Yeah, yeah. Because they were, like, pushing the door in. Yeah, that's, that's – How much insane. Miller Lights getting sold today? Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> a lot. A I, lot. Wish we had some, I wish we had some of those cans, though. I bet you – well, I mean, talking about the Jordan brand, it'd be, it'll be interesting to see their numbers this year in 2020. Because of this. Because of this yeah. Yeah, documentary. I agree. I admit, like I said, I don't own a single pair, never have, and I'm even considering buying a pair if I could find those gray ones. Speaking of cans, we talked about this a few minutes ago. Yeah. At one point, they showed Jordan on a Gatorade commercial, and I looked at Allie, and I said, do you remember Gatorade in a glass jar? Right. They showed Barkley uh, drinking out of it at least two or three times in the in the documentary yeah. last night, Charles Barkley. She's like, no, when did they do that? And she looked up, it was like 1998. They, they started yeah. making yep. plastic bottles. Yeah, like you said, back then, it was like a fat Snapple bottle basically yeah. but, but back to your uh what could possibly be with sales i got a text last night from derichie he sends me a, a link and it says i think you need one for the baby i click on the link it was a signed jordan jersey from the hall of fame the year he was inducted in the hall of fame i think it was 2009 okay it was signed then it said and he put on there hof there was 123 jerseys they were white so it was Signed, HOF, and then uh, 
the, they were uh, they were numbered. So I think the one that was for selling, it was like number 84 out of 123 or 39 out of 123. So as I click on the link, $20,000 for the jersey. 20 grand for the jersey. And they had like they had a pair of shorts signed by him. They wanted 10 grand for it. The next text I get from DeRitchie, it's two pictures. It's one of his wall and a list of papers on a table. Gary has number uh, one. Gary has 84 of 123. I said, you did not spend that much on it. He goes, I didn't. He paid 1200 for his. They're now $20,000. But he had That's all the, you know, the certificates of authenticity and stuff. Yeah. He was showing them to me. Yep. He also on his wall had Jeter and Bird signed in frames. But that just goes to show you, I mean, right there, that's, he yeah. probably bought that a few years ago. And now that same collection of, you know, 123 jerseys that he signed, $20,000. Yeah. And how, how much higher is that? How much higher is that going to go? Yeah. After this, like Russ just said. Oh yeah. You got to get those a pair of those. Are pretty sweet. Yeah. Those are, I really like those for us. Yeah, I love, I'm loving this documentary. He, dude, he's savage. I love it. Sucks. There's only four more episodes. It does. We're halfway through it. It's a little eerie talk. Listening to Colby last night yeah. talk. I yeah. saw that uh, people on Twitter were talking about that before the episodes aired last night. They're like, this might be a little bit. He wasn't in it as much as people were making it sound like. Yeah, right. Like, this might be. A little... It was a recent interview, though. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly recent. And yeah. It was interesting that. It was interesting to know that one of the last things we're going to one of the inter, might have been one of the last interviews Kobe ever did. He put a squash to the Jordan Kobe debate and said, "I wouldn't have won that many championships if it wasn't for Jordan." Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking about that last night, uh, mainly with LeBron, because Kobe didn't wear twenty three. You know, you think about people compare LeBron and Jordan, who's better, and it's like, well. LeBron wears 23 because of Jordan. Like, why can't you just, like we've, like you've said a couple times. Don't just, debate, just appreciate. appreciate it all. Yeah. I mean, without, without Jordan, you might not have LeBron. You're probably right. You know, what if you, Jordan, yeah. even, what if LeBron even picked up a basketball? Right. Exactly. No, no I'm loving the documentary. Just fantastic. I heard uh, Kobe had a, so obviously this, this, uh, goodness footage is because jordan allowed an all-access camera crew on his last season i heard kobe did the same thing his yeah, final season he did so that yeah. would be we may have already mentioned that i don't know i don't know did, but I, be, I did hear that it'd be pretty sweet sometime over the next you know five years if they edited that and kind of released a similar one on kobe yeah, i agree so, might be a little harder to watch since he's unfortunately passed away and you won't have interviews with him but i love seeing this old footage this is fantastic. Yeah. Such a savage. And he said before the documentary came out, he's like, this is going to make us, it's going to make me look like an ass. Right. I don't think so. I, I have Exa exact opposite. From I haven't thought that. And the gambling stuff in the second episode last night didn't, didn't change my view of it, but it almost makes me wonder as we get closer to the end of the 98 season and his decision to leave, you know, is that what he's referring to? Because I agree with you. I've seen nothing in the first six episodes that make me think he's an asshole. I thought, I think it's humanized him. Yeah. It's showing a side of Jordan most people didn't see. Yeah. And if you think he's an asshole, you should probably sign yourself up from sensitivity training. You've got some issues. <laughs> so. well, hey, and did, Bye. how about, 
it is weird watching Barkley move as quick as he did and thinking about the guy he is today. <laughs> it's just, just him running up and down the court, dribbling through people, and then you look at him today, guy can't even move. To me, the only bad guy in this thing is Jerry Krause. I mean, yeah. how could you <laughs> how can you make the decision to not re-sign Phil Jackson knowing that you're a, giving up the best coach in the league at the time, and Jordan's arguably, leave. arguably ever, and that decision is going to force Michael Jordan to leave your team. I mean, they, they could have won three or four more in a row. Dude, this guy, and he would get – he would just get straight hard-ons for other players. Like last yeah. night, oh, you yeah. love Tony Kukoc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they played Croatia. Poor guy's in like – he's coming from a war-torn country currently. Yep. And Pippen and Jordan just like smothered him for like – Entire game, and then they did it again. And uh, when they played the Suns, yeah, the, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The one that was supposed to be the elite defender, elite defender. Like, Jordan's like, yeah, yeah. Hold my beer. Watch this. Cross thinks he's the elite defender. Yeah. I'm going right after him. It was funny. He's yeah. smoking a cigar. Yeah. Like, you Damn want one, Jerry? Yeah, I do. Yeah, oh. Stunt your growth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, much, as much as they've bashed him, obviously he did put together six championships, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, gotta give him a little credit, but at the same time, yeah, I don't know what I just I just don't know why yeah, I completely agree with that. But then why would he want to break it up when you've got a chance to win two or three more? Right. It was almost like it was he wanted to be successful, but as soon as other people became the spotlight and not him, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You think about Phil Jackson, so after that season, Phil Jackson went to LA and won the next three with the Lakers. So Phil yeah. Jackson won six championships in a row. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, it was Dan. Dan Marley was the son. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was Dan Marley, and I, I saw today that uh, Horace Grant did an interview with PMT. He played with Shaq in Orlando. Okay. And he missed a call from. He missed three calls from Shaq. Never called him back, and later found out Shaq signed with the Lakers. And he thinks that if he would have answered that call, Shaq would have stayed in Orlando. He's like, I would have begged him to stay. Really? I felt like all he needed was one of us to say, no, we want you to stay. And he didn't. Which, by the way, that was kind of what when they were talking about Jordan and knocking him off his pedestal, as he said, because he's being successful. And that book came out, Jordan Rules, which I've read. I read when I was – I don't remember. I was younger. But they claim it was Horace Grant that released all this behind-the-scenes footage. Right. And then Horace Grant said, no, it wasn't me. And Will Purdue did confirm that Jordan punched him in the face in practice. But Will Purdue also <laughs> said wasn't the, he wasn't the only person and it wasn't the first time. <laughs> like, there was other fights, and he's like, that was just our practice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready for next week already. Yeah, I know. I forgot, forgot it was coming on. Then something, I don't know, it was probably like 6 o'clock last night. You forgot like, oh, what? Sh- I, f- I forgot it was Sunday. I forgot it was Sunday. Not that it was coming on. After this, like I'm still six. not talking to him for 24 hours. <laughs> Actually, 23 hours, just to make you remember. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit, it's Sunday. So I got excited. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's been on my radar. I would have watched all 10 episodes of one night yeah. if I could have. Yep. Mm. All, right. all right, boys, you got anything else? Don't believe so. So we are now on Spotify, and we are on now on iTunes. We are. So go ahead and subscribe. Go to iTunes. Subscribe if you can't watch us. Listen to us. Yep. 
But in the meantime, that's all I've got. Anything? Anything? Get ready for NASCAR next week, boys. Oh, you're going, oh, I can't wait. Yep. (laughs) All right, boys. Later. See you. Hey, have a good one.